Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. Thank you. Yay, that is wonderful. And I know Paige is doing really, really good because she's got some awesome news for us and we're going to hear that in a little bit. Um, But before we hear that news, I got to tell you what we're going to be talking about today. So today we are going to be talking about forging a fatherly bond. We're going to talk about how fathers can improve their bond with their children. This is such a fun topic. In fact, I feel like it's really timely. Um, Spring is coming on, summer's coming on around the world, and it's time to get out and start doing things. And fathers are just a perfect piece to that world of the out side. So, but before we get to our discussion about daddies today and to some of our big news, um, we want to talk about a fun family activity because that's a tradition here at the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. So Paige, what type of a fun family activity do you have to share with us today? I have a fun one. So one time I remember we played um, a a very fun version of Twister, me and my friends. So we actually took the the classic game of Twister. We took the Twister mat outside and we laid it on the front lawn. And then we took the garden hose and we got the whole mat wet. And it was super fun because then when people got all twisted up, you know, people fall over. So then they got all wet. So it was really fun to play in the spring and the summer. And um, sometimes we'd also add like dish soap to the water. So it was really slippery and slimy. So really hard to stay in one position. Um, I've also known some people who will do it with paint or food objects. So they'll get different food items that correspond with each color. So like red was ketchup, green would be like sauerkraut, you know, whatever else. And then they would have to play it that way and get all the, get their hands and their feet in the different substances. And then of course you didn't want to fall down at that point because then it would be all over you, but it's really, really fun. Um, and you know, just fun variations to play the game twister. So that is my family activity to share today. I love that. I think the children would think that is a blast, especially to see mom and dad do that. I'm actually sad that we (laughs) never did that one. We did play twister a lot. We played twister, but we didn't ever put that kind of fun stuff on it. I'm like, yes, pickle (laughs) relish and ketchup and mustard and stuff yes but I obviously you'd have to have something you could get totally dirty in but oh yeah um, wow like a swimsuit or something yeah exactly but that would be so fun I absolutely love it yeah or you can play it dad style I remember dad would we'd say dad be the be the spinner play twister with us and he would spin a couple and then he would just spin it but then he'd look at where everyone was and pick the one that was hardest for everyone (laughs) so the spinner thing was somewhat erroneous it just happened it was a formality at that point (laughs) he just said oh yeah I'm spinning it yep I am (laughs) I want you to go to that one stinker that sounds just like dad all right Paige we are going to be talking today about fatherly bonding and forging a really great fatherly bond and we're going to talk about this topic and and we're going to look at fathers and fatherhood and their bond to their children through the lens of self-government. 
So self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. So what that means is that you plan ahead of time which direction you want to go, what you want your outcomes to be, and then you work in that direction. And if for any reason you find out that you're kind of gone off course or not heading in the right path, then you course correct and you adjust. You you basically self-correct yourself. Now, how do you train a person to do this? Well, this takes a certain kind of environment. And everything we talk about here relates to creating that type of environment. The type of environment where a person would learn self-government. They could learn cause and effect and they do it through bonding and through consistent and calm teaching. So today we're going to talk about different ways that we can bond. But first, Paige, before we do that, we've got some big news, right? We do. So last month, about the middle of February, so we're, we're you know, recording this in March, um, last month, Joseph and I found out that we are pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. It is. And so we're, you know, about eight weeks along right now. So still pretty new. Um, Which means I, we're really brave to be telling anyone. Once, I know. You know, I, know. Because, I think, like, I think the cardinal rule things. is wait for until like three months or something like that. That is definitely (laughs) the cardinal rule. But in the end, since we're kind of like this family that our life is an open book, if for some reason something happened with this pregnancy, we'd probably end up talking about it anyway. So how to deal with it with self-government. Yeah, exactly. So in the (laughs) end, um, we decided, especially based on our topic today, that we would share the big news. And Paige was just asking me, do you think it's a girl do you think it's a boy what do you think and everyone's making their guesses I have not made my official guess yet I do not know what I'm guessing yet I've got to think a little longer about it and see if I can just really hone in to what Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be so we shall see but because of this special big news we actually decided to talk about this topic today. Why, Paige? Tell us the story about why we felt like this would be a good topic today. There's somebody special to you that wants <laughs> to know something. Well, I mean, this person did help make a baby possible. So, um, but yeah, so I asked him, my husband, Joseph, because um, usually with podcasts like this, um, we like to come up with topics that are pretty relevant to what we're going through at the time. And uh, I said, okay, so what's something that maybe you're worried about or concerned about or have been thinking about when it comes to um, having a close relationship with, you know, this child that we have made together? And he said, you know, I want to know how I can create and maintain a strong bond with these children, especially since you're going to be with them primarily because I plan on homeschooling my children. And, you know, obviously as a baby, you're with them all the time. Um, But he was really wondering like, okay, I really want to have a strong bond, but I know I'm going to be working and I'm going to be gone a lot. So how do I do that? And I'm like, Ooh, that's a really good Mm -hmm. question. And so, um, and (laughs) if you don't know this already, sometimes podcasts are literally just me and my mom hashing out different, not well, different ideas and different thoughts that we have about these topics. Cause a lot of times we don't even talk about it beforehand. We just kind of choose a general idea and then we're like, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> and well, so cause this is just the way we 
talk to each other anyway. Like yeah. this is our kind of conversation and we're just basically letting everybody in on it. So. Yeah. So like these podcasts are definitely not scripted. Like we have a few ideas we know we want to cover, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So mean, we so. decided that we're going to answer Joseph's question today. Yeah. We're going to talk about, and, and so Paige said, mom, do you think you can put together some ideas on that? And I said, absolutely. Yes, I can, because this is actually something that I thought about. So, you know, as we started having children, I felt like, well, number one, Spencer didn't really bond. I shouldn't say bond, like he did bond, but when with Quinn, he was a little nervous about being a dad when he was a baby. And, and he just kind of, um, I don't know, he didn't get super invested. He would just kind of leave everything to me, you know, like, kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing with that. So he felt like he was, not professional, which no one feels professional. (laughs) You know, that's just like, not. I mean, every time I had a baby, I I felt again, like, okay, here we go again. I got to remember this and this, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, that just happens every time, but, but he was one of the youngest children in his family and, you know, and just felt a little bit more unsure about the whole thing. And so it took him a little bit. And I remember thinking, I want him to bond with this child. It seems like he is having a hard time knowing how to bond, what to do. And and he felt like, you know, maybe he could break the child or, or something. And that just, (laughs) he just didn't know better, you know, for the child. He didn't always trust his own, you know, judgment on things. And I think that's a normal thing. In fact, I think there's some mothers that feel that way. Uh, I think a lot of fathers feel that way. They didn't carry the baby the whole time. Sometimes they're not, you know, well, obviously they're mostly, usually not very nurturing like or maternal minded. Right. And so right. It's something they, they don't get in. some of those same instincts that a mother would have or whatever. Um, but I started thinking, okay, I've got to create an environment here at home where we really work great as a team not just with the jobs that need to be done because he was always good at helping with that, but with, with the relationships, with the bonding, with the teaching, with all those things that parents, you know, really the most important things that parents do with and for their children. And, and I thought we've got to come up with something. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of that formula and maybe you can, um, you know, explain some of these things, you know, on the child side of it, because you remember, you know, some of these things. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that we have to be really clear about is there's a father's bond and there's a mother's bond. And there is a difference between those bonds. Mm -hmm. They are not going to be the same and that's okay. So the mother was literally attached to an umbilical cord to that child. They shared heartbeat and blood and food and everything okay so this attachment is enormous and the thing that attaches the father to that child is actually that marriage covenant that you make so that relationship with the mother yeah well you have this this marriage bond which is like this this uh it's covenant it's a contract it's a you know their vows right that you take that you you are now molding yourself making yourself together as one and it's that oneness that is through the marriage bond that actually hooks the father to the child that's on the other end of that umbilical cord I mean Mm -hmm. but but literally he is hooked through you and you need to remember that that is always the case 
Yeah. Well, and actually, if you think about it, like, it's the same that way because, like, it's that's how the baby was created. Oh, was yeah. through a connection and through, um, you know, a bond, a physical bond that happened. That is the, you know, well, I mean, it's the natural way to create children, right? Right. Exactly. And so not only that, like, yes, you have that marriage bond, but you also have to have a physical connection and bond to even create that child. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's very symbolic. All of it is very symbolic and um, really beautiful when you think about it. So what you need to know is that mother's bond is oftentimes much more intuitive than father's bond. So father will oftentimes follow mother's example. He'll try a few things on his own. And sometimes mom has to take a little deep breath and be like, okay, (laughs) okay, you know, and that kind of thing. And that's okay. Cause you know, I mean, both of you are going to look at things differently. He's going to want to be careful about some things and you're going to feel like that's no big deal. And then you're going to want to be careful <laughs> about some things. And he's going to say, that's no big deal, you know? And so, I mean, and that I mean, that already happens. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, so uh, because, you know, you're raised differently, plus you're just a boy and a girl like that, you know, like you just see the, <laughs> the whole world psychology different. of everything is just different. Yeah, exactly. We just view the world with a different lens. You know, some people play with swords and other people play with stuffed animals. Like, it, I mean, it is a difference anyway. And so, and, and I'm not saying stereotypical, you know, girls can play with swords too, but, but really just by nature, um, women usually just have a little bit of a different sense about a lot of things, although not always. So here's the thing, because of the mother bond, because the, the mother bond is so strong, um, and for you, Paige, this is the piece of advice for you. And, um, and then the rest of the advice that I have would definitely be for more for Joseph, but you need to be part of it too. But this one is a piece of advice for you. So because of that mother bond, because you have the deepest connection and the child will turn to you first for everything for a long time, then you have the opportunity and even obligation really um, to decide to turn your child's heart toward their father. Oh, that's smart. That's that actually makes a lot of sense. You have to, there are many mothers that don't do this. In fact, I have seen this happen and it saddens me. It breaks my heart that the mother is just critical of the father. And the mother is like, well, if you want to bond with them, then go bond with them. No, 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 no. I mean, yes. The mom is like creating favoritism at that point. Well, at that point, the mom is just saying like, hey, listen, that's not my responsibility. It's yours. But that's not true. That is not true because the child's attachment biologically started to the mother. And the mother is attached with through covenant and other biological ways, but through covenant, through vows to the father. And so if the, the mother has to turn the child's heart toward the father, the mother has to praise the father, point out the good things about the father. Is the father really great at spelling? Is the father really great at building? Is the father really funny? Does she laugh at his jokes sometimes? Does, is, you know, the, the mother has to show the child that the father is cool. 
maybe sure. the cool maybe cool isn't the word but you know we're off the cuff here but like <laughs> so the, the father is important and needs to be part of everyday life yes that is exactly what i'm saying that he's valuable that they need to pay attention to him mm-hmm. because otherwise it's always going to be like well mom what do you think about what dad did well you know um like well, dad, we don't do it that way, you know, or whatever. And it will be like mom and the children against dad. Which is not good for household unity at all. No, it happens too easily anyway, just because mom and the children do have more time together. And obviously we're speaking in, uh, you know, from my experience, I had more time with the children. So it can happen anyway, just because, you know, dad just pops in. Now, here's the thing, dad, you can't just pop in and be like, now I'm going to change everything that happens at home. Like, no, no, no. You've got to honor that, what's that going on there. everything too. <laughs> exactly. So you have to honor the mom, the mother bond. So see, it, it goes both ways here. So but the see, mother- like the best way to honor something like that is to have those regular couples meetings. So you can talk about it and talk about how each child is growing and how you can improve your relationship with those children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. So, but it's so important that, that he honors your mother bond because that's going to just, and think about it. It's really wise because the children love you no matter what they love you. They're their, your source. You're the source of sustenance. You make the food, you teach them so many things, you, you know, carry them around and read them so many stories and what they love you. Okay. And so if he does not act like he loves you, then they can't trust him and he will become an enemy. Right. I mean, they'll have to put up with him to some degree, but he, so if he honors the mother bond and knows that you have that influence on the children, then he will be trusted and he will be loved and honored mm-hmm. too. So him honoring the mother bond and you honoring and turning the children because of your bond toward him and telling them and encouraging them to spend time with him and you not micromanaging everything he does, you know, because he'll have things that he does a little bit different and that's okay. That's totally okay. So uh, to me, I feel like that's an important thing that many couples don't think of. And it breaks my heart. It isn't really part of today's society to really recognize that and then to actually respect it and honor it. No, I think actually today's society is competitive. Yeah. So, and maybe even Joseph's first thought that that, that spurred this whole thing is slightly competitive. And I'm not not saying he's like that, but it's kind (laughs) of like, well, wait, okay, how am I going to keep up with what she's doing when I'm not around? That's a slightly competitive thought, right? Like he wants to have a good bond and stuff too. Well, it's not as hard as you might think if both husband and wife are constantly turning the children toward the love that the mother and father have for each other. Do you see how important the good husband and wife bond is? Definitely. It's a, it, it makes for a good example for the children. More than that, it literally draws the children toward you. Yeah. And your spouse. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's huge. It's bigger than people even realize. And, and like you said, yeah, most people don't take the time to think about that. Okay, so let's um, talk a little bit more about this. So here's some other tips that I have. And I'm going to go through these fairly fast because there's a lot of them. Uh, this one I've kind of been touching on already, but just to touch on a little bit more. 
roles, you know? So we know that there are roles. There's the role of father and the role of mother. And, and, you know, a father is a protector and a provider and a teacher and um, many other things, but mother is a nurturer and she also protects in her own way too. And I'd say hers is almost more like emotional protection. Potentially. Potentially, and it could be that within a husband and wife relationship, you know, one person definitely capitalizes on one sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, feeding your children healthy and stuff like that is a type of protection. It's true. um, For their bodies. So I I feel like there's a lot of protecting, but that's also educational too, right? It's education and it's literally nurturing, (laughs) you know, it's like nourishing (laughs) the person. So um, there's going to be some differences in your roles. And that's okay. And so, like I mentioned before, don't compete with each other. Don't feel like that just because, you know, you're doing one thing for the child that he has to do the same thing for the child. He doesn't. Right. Now, hopefully well, roles, roles are meant to be separate, but not necessarily equal, but in a couple's relationship, separate, but equal because yeah. husband and wives are supposed to, um, you know, work together as equal partners through nurturing and raising children. And so sometimes that looks like, okay, you know, dad's got to go to work. Mom's going to stay home. Um, and then dad's going to come home from work. Yeah, he'll be tired, but, you know, he's going to try and spend time with you. Or it could be like, you know, mom's got to go, go to work and dad's got to go to work. You know, we'll see you in a few hours. We'll come get you. We'll love you. We'll hug you. You know, or, you know, maybe the mom works and the dad stays home. But, you know, with every dynamic, the roles are sometimes changed and shared Um, but they're all equal. They all help to contribute to raising a healthy and stable family. Well, here's the thing is there is a difference between roles and responsibilities and going to work and making money could actually just be a responsibility and anyone could do it. And the, and the couple shares it, but provider is more than that. Um, He provides stability, not just with money, although that is usually how we think of it, Um, but he provides wisdom, direction. He shows this is how you relate to the world because children look to their father for that. In fact, they're usually all mother. Like they're like mother, mother, mother until they hit about 12. And then something changes within them and they start looking (laughs) at dad and they say, wait, that guy, he is out in the world a lot. What does it mean to be a good adult? Oh, dad's the example. If dad is just doing his own thing all the time, you know, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to look at my phone and do my thing and read my thing or, you know, or whatever it is. And dad is um, not focusing on worthwhile things. Then the children will think, well, that's what adult life is. You do whatever you want. You don't care about anybody. You know what I mean? But if dad is way too often, whether it be in the media or, um, just in real life in general. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, that, so, you know, he needs to remember that everything he does, everything those children see him do, that will be showing them what type of an adult they want to turn out to be like. And that goes with his bond and connection that he has with them too. Mm-hmm. So how do you bond then to the children a little bit more when you're working all day? We've hit the main thing, really, a couple of the main things, which are Um, that you have to turn the hearts toward each other. And that's going to make it so even if you have a limited limited amount of time, there's going to be an appreciation there, a gratitude there, a love that's there. And mother should always be expressing gratitude and even telling the children things like, 
do you know how awesome your dad is? Because we have to have money to have food and, and to have a car and these things. And so he doesn't get to be here for all this playtime and all these fun field trips and things we're doing. He doesn't get to be here because he is going to make money so that we can have the car to go on the field trip and have the snacks to eat. And your yeah. dad, look how great it is. So seeing dad work teaches the children so much about adulthood, about responsibility, about strength, about um, priorities. I mean, whoa, that going to work, that is one of the biggest things that your children, when they, when their daddy has a hard work ethic, then you can almost be certain that they will launch well from the house and they will develop a hard work ethic too. That's one thing I love about my husband. He didn't know what he was going to do for his career when we got married and it was a little nerve wracking, but I could see he worked hard and mm -hmm. because he worked hard and he wasn't just going to sit around he was always going to get things done then I knew I could make sure the children followed along with that then they would learn how to work hard too I mean women look for those types of characteristics yeah and I know you mentioned you know because we used to go on field trips all the time when we were younger and there were a couple times where dad was able to come with us you know he joined us like when we would get into town wherever it was or something like that. And it was always a treat. We're like, yes, dad gets to join us. You know, maybe it was over like his, his lunch break or whatever, but it was always, it was almost like 10 times the fun because dad was there and it mm -hmm. was, it was, oh, it was the best. Some of the best memories that I have when we did those, um, being able to have, you know, everyone there and him coming to, you know, the discovery museum with us and playing in the ball pit and, you know, shopping with us at the little grocery store you know and oh it was so fun and those are some of the best memories yeah. I have yeah you know I I got to be there for everything or mostly everything but dad always got to be the favorite and that's how it goes because the person who comes in kind of like not you know steals he's the not show. there all the time he comes and he steals the show and you know what as a mom you have to just be like I'm the best guy ever look at that look how much they <laughs> love him that is the best. And you just let that happen. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so good. So play alongside the children and work alongside the children and work alongside mom too, because that shows when you support mom, that shows a lot. Yeah, um, no, that actually is really good. Cause like, you know, our dad, my dad, you know, your husband, um, guy, he, yeah. he, you know, that, that one guy, um, he was a great example of working alongside you, especially as we got older. Um, because I know in the summers we make it a habit to go out and do yard work for a couple hours, almost every morning. And he's always out there with us before he goes to work and he's weeding the garden. He's, you know, mowing the lawn, he's doing all sorts of things. And he worked right alongside you because, you know, the gardens were like your goals, um, and something that you spearheaded, mm -hmm. but he was there for it. And, you know, when we had a family project, I remember when we, laid sod down in the backyard um he was there for all of it and he made sure it all got done and that you know it was how we liked it and um I remember that he was there for all of it yeah he he did I mean sure we worked a lot of hours without dad there sometimes well, yeah. through the whole day but every time he was home he was invested he was with us mm -hmm. and I think that's the biggest thing you know sometimes people can feel like you know, like when they don't have children they go to work and then they're like oh I'm so tired I'm going to come home and I'm going to have me time well 
when yeah. you're <laughs> when you're when a you're dad married, like even yeah. when you're married that mentality is harmful for the relationship like mm-hmm. when it is it's true because i know sometimes time yeah like sometimes joseph does that he comes home and he like hops on his computer i'm like no 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 <laughs> i i want to spend time with you <laughs> well, you've yeah, been gone you all day yeah, you get tired at work, you know, so you have to invent a new nightlife. Okay, the new nightlife is called reading games, talking to the children, going on walks, you know, baking cookies with them, you know, if this is the new nightlife that you will have. And when it's just a little infant, it's going to be like, reading them a little story, even though they don't look like they're paying attention, <laughs> looking at them, singing them a little song, putting them in the stroller and going for a walk together as a family. I mean, this is going to be the new nightlife, you know, and it's, it's, it's going to be different in the world because like from the mother's point of view, me being a new mother, I know that like when Joseph is invested in our child, it makes me happy and it makes mm-hmm. me really proud of him. Mm-hmm. And the choice that I made to marry him. Mm-hmm. And so for all of you dads who might be listening, I, you should know that when you are invested in your children, your wife is very happy. <laughs> I know. It's like you're a superhero. It's like the daddy's a superhero. It's true. So daddies, you got to be present and care about the small stuff and the big stuff. Okay. It it may seem like, I don't want to hear about absolutely everything. Well, mom, don't download absolutely everything, but, but dads (laughs) be present. You know, when the child says, look at this pretty rock I found, that's a small stuff. Okay. But for the child, it's a big stuff. So focus and look, but when I talk about other big stuff, the ball games, the whatever, make the best effort you can to be there. Try to show that you really want to be to those kinds of things when your children get older. So when is that me time going to happen? The me time is going to happen when the children are asleep, like in the early morning or late at night. It's going to be interesting though, because that is also you and your spouse time. Mm -hmm. So I know for me, like when I got married, I realized, oh, my me time is actually us time. And I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So my me time became, oh, I get to spend time with Joseph, mm-hmm. you know, That's especially true. like while we were dating before we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, this is actually, this is, this is interesting that this is how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to convert that and just be okay with that. Well, yeah. Or you have to get creative. So I would often do me time in the morning. So I would do early morning, wake up way, way early and I would exercise and shower and study and daddy would run some of the morning stuff before he would go to work. And then, um, you know, we would say prayer or whatever as a family, and then he would run out the door to work. And then I would be with the children the whole day. And then after they went to bed at night, then it was us time. Mm hmm. But I mean, he, you know, he worked hard, but sometimes during the middle of his day in the workday, maybe on his lunch break or something like that, he might have a minute to, you know, look over the news on his phone or catch up on some talk radio or something. Okay. Well, that's me time. You know, that's, that's a little bit of me time. So you just got to figure out that it's going to come at other times, but it can't take over your nightlife because that nightlife now is going to be spoken for. It's for those children. It's for bonding. Yeah. Which means you can't just be watching TV either and scrolling through the phone. You got to put the phone away. You got to put those computer things away, the 
computer games and whatever, like they just aren't important when you're talking about another person and the bond, the forever bond that you'll have with that person. I mean, they just aren't as important. And that's, it's just so good to remember that. Yeah. Some of my, some of my favorite memories was, you know, playing outside in the backyard with dad, we'd throw a football around or a couple of us would be on the swings and he'd be on the ground trying to hit us with the football on the swings, you know, mm-hmm. or we'd be playing horse and he'd come up with these extremely silly shots that we all had to try and copy because of course he would make it in and we'd all be really upset. <laughs> but um, <laughs> having him there and present for those times was really, really important for us. And especially for us to see that a real man and a good father spends time with his children and makes sure that he has that time to connect with them and to make them laugh and to laugh with them. You know, it's, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he taught you how to play. I mean, not that I wasn't playing too, because I played with you all the time, but, but he taught you other ways to play different ways to play daddy ways to play, which is so fun. So we need to play with the children, Joseph, this is, you know, I'm talking to Joseph here. We need to play. We need to play with the children. That's going to be a big one for you, but also work with them, teach them how to fix things and build things and invent things and all those daddy things that you do. Um, Like I mentioned before, be there for prayers. So in our family, we always pray twice a day, morning and night, at least be there for one of those prayers. A daddy praying with his children is one of the ways he protects his children from a lot of the things going on in the world and the, and the, just the untruths, the lies and false things that are out there. Um, They need to have that, that heavenly help. So do that. Um, Make sure you give mom a minute or two so that she can have a small bit of me time too. So if she says, I want to have me time from 6 to 7 a.m. and the baby wakes up at 6.30 or whatever, well, you know, take a half hour and let mom finish some of her me time if you can. That's going to be really important. So, you know, you'll have to decide when all that's going to happen. But sometimes just having a minute to go on a walk to, you know, lose some of the baby fat and, and stuff like that is it's going to require everybody helps, you know, those are important things. And um, that's when I was doing water aerobics every morning and, and, and dad was handling it to water aerobics with you. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I brought you on. I was like on, nine years old. In the morning. Mm-hmm. We'd wake up at yeah. five in the morning. Yeah. So now we've talked about the nightlife, but don't forget that the weekends are the best time for projects with children. So if you're Mm going to do bigger work projects or building projects, if you're going to remodel your house, I know it can take longer to teach a child how to do all that stuff, but I'll tell you what, they will never forget all the skills that daddy taught them and remodeling with dad, hanging sheetrock and getting all dusty and all the stuff that they do with dad. They'll never forget, right, Paige? It's so true. I remember we spent time building a sandbox underneath our cemented in playground so that we could have a sandbox to play in. And when we would build, um, like we built a bike, ra- a bike rack for our bikes out of PVC pipe. Cause you know, he's a plumber. He's got access to all that stuff, but, um, <laughs> it was so nice to finally, you know, like have our bikes organized or especially when we go camping, that was the time where we fixed up the bikes. And that was definitely time with dad where he taught us how to maintain and take care of our bikes or replace an inner tube on a tire or, um, you know, fix the, the gears or whatever. But those, 
those projects with dad were actually super fun. And we often actually did those while you were away on speaking trips, you know, as we were older, mm-hmm. um, he always had a project up his sleeve and he would always wait till you were gone to do them. <laughs> I know he liked to surprise me when I get home and have something new happen to the house and all yeah. the children. And he are standing there like, when's she gonna notice? You know, <laughs> and they're like so excited. Anyway, super fun. Okay, so let's give some some TSG or teaching self government specific things. Um, so in the teaching self government parenting course, we talk about different meetings and different things that you can do in there to bond with the children. And mm-hmm. um, one of those things is definitely have family meetings and family activities. So regular family activities, at least once a week, this is, this has to be important to you. You know, even if you're busy all the other nights or days of the week, you've got to pick one time, at least one time when you're not going to be busy. I know sometimes when you're having a young family, sometimes some dads have a couple of jobs just to provide for the family for a short time. I know my husband was in a situation like that for quite some time. He was going to school and working two jobs, a night job and a day job. And we literally never saw him, but he would be there for our family activity time, our family activity night. And, Mm -hmm. um, and we would have him on Sundays to have family meetings and stuff like that with him. So be sure to have those. Another thing that we did on Sundays always was we've had mentor sessions with the children. And these are times where the those parents are favorite, mm-hmm, the parents have talk time, but specifically dad. I mean, dad was the one who took over those meetings with the children, those yeah. one-on-one meetings. And he talked to them about their goals and you know, their fun goals, as well as their academic goals and social goals and things they wanted to accomplish. And he set up also daddy dates with them. Oh, so those were the best. Take them on daddy dates. Yeah. And, and so each of you, we had four children. So they each child got one week a month where they would have a day that week. It was Thursday nights and they would go on a daddy date with dad and, mm-hmm. and it didn't have to be something that cost money. That daddy date could be to the backyard, just the two of them. Or it could be going somewhere else, you know, going to a museum or on a hike or wherever they were going to go. Window shopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are some things, just some structural things that you can put in place as the children grow older. But as you've got just this new little baby, just be there and cuddle it and love it and sing to (laughs) it and let it know the smell of you and the sound of your voice and, and how much you love mom and how much mom loves you. I mean, that really is the most important truth that that makes the biggest difference in the lives of a child. Yeah. And I think from like, for me, from the child's perspective, having that time with my dad, even if it was brief moments, a few times a week, um, it has really shaped and molded the relationship that I have with him today so it's it's very common now that I'll come home and visit and it'll just end up being me and dad in the office and we'll just talk for a couple of hours and we never used to do that you know and especially when I went on my service trip for a year and a half our relationship grew and I guess you could say blossomed um but he has become one of my favorite people to just sit down and talk with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been really, really key because if we didn't have that bonding time when I was younger, that probably still wouldn't happen. I probably would not take the time to 
just sit down and talk with him because I'm usually ending usually the one that ends up finding him and then we just sit and <laughs> talk about everything um and I don't think that would have happened if he wasn't as present as he was when I was younger oh totally no he really you have a good father and he loves to spend time with his children and I think that's because we didn't just watch tv growing up because we had an awesome nightlife and we had deliberate conversations and we we really made a culture as a family people that do things together and Mm -hmm. and that care about each other and and he always has tried to be a big support to his children it's been a blessing to be to be married with him and um to raise the children you know with him so really the beauty that you share the romance that you have in your marriage and you maintaining that and loving each other is going to just forge a stronger love bond for both of you to your children and your children will feel more connected to you. They'll think they have the best parents on the planet. And it all started because you decided forever and ever and ever, no matter what we will love each other. And that's the beautiful thing. I mean, it's just beautiful how that bond that covenant that you make with each other as husband and wife how it spills over into the security and the bond and the love for all the rest of mm-hmm. the days of the children so yeah so and i think, I think the biggest things that we've talked about tonight is just like be present but also respect and love your wife and mm-hmm. respect the bond that she has with your children mm-hmm. i think those are the two biggest things yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other ideas there, but the be present kind of covers a lot of those, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and be deliberate too. Deliberately plan how you want to have your relationship be with your children and and do that planning with meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paige, it's been so fun to talk about forging a fatherly bond with our children and how we can help Joseph prepare for this most exciting <laughs> time in both of your lives. I'm so excited for both of you. Honestly, I'm so excited for me. I get to be a grandma. I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, um, something that I've just looked forward to. No, well, first grandbaby on ever. both sides of the family. I know this child is going to get spoiled. We got to watch out (laughs) anyway. Well, it's so been so fun to talk to you about this and we will talk to you all again next time. If you need to find anything else about self-government, about these meetings or anything we've talked about, be sure to check out teachingselfgovernment.com. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.